Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchise and subgenre to directors and actors. No film is left unwashed as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film with top five from the Ray Taylor Show. Good day, treasure hunters and film aficionados. Today we're embarking on an epic journey through the legendary Indiana Jones franchise. Grab your fedoras and leather jackets because we're diving into the action-packed world of one of cinema's most iconic adventurers. The Indiana Jones franchise, masterminded by the powerhouse duo of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, revolutionized the action-adventure genre. Since its debut in the early 80s, the series has captured the imaginations of audiences worldwide, combining historical mystique, gripping action, and, the, and a dash of humor. At the heart of these films is the charismatic and whip-smart archaeologist Dr. Henry Indiana Jones Jr., His quest to uncover ancient artifacts are more than just treasure hunts. They're a blend of mythology, history, and pure cinematic magic. Each installment of this franchise takes us to new corners of the world, from dense jungles to snow-capped mountains, from ancient temples to bustling streets of exotic cities. The series is renowned for its breathtaking set pieces, nail-biting action sequences, and... Of course, its ability to weave in a historical and mythical elements seamlessly. In ranking these films, we're not just reminiscing about high-stakes adventures and close escapes. We're celebrating a franchise that has become a cornerstone of pop culture. Indiana Jones isn't just a character. He's an icon, representing the spirit of adventure and the quest for knowledge. So join me as we delve into the the mystery and excitement of the Indiana Jones movies, ranking them from the daring escapes to the most breathtaking discoveries. It's a journey through cinematic history, one filled with danger, intrigue, and the indomitable spirit of adventure. I grew up on the original trilogy, obviously, of this franchise, watching all of them so many times. Um, And in 2024, they are all still a lot of fun, despite the fact that there are aspects of some of these films that don't necessarily hold up, that are a bit culturally insensitive, um, but also in addition to the reality of what it is to remove artifacts in order to put them in a museum in another country is a little problematic as well. But as a pulpy action series, I really enjoy these movies. Uh, More as a work of pure pulp fiction uh, rather than a grounded take on, you know, what science and uh, history is like. Uh, Harrison Ford, obviously iconic as Indiana Jones, uh, in my opinion, probably his most iconic role ever. I mean, Han Solo is great. Don't get me wrong. But I think Indiana Jones, when I see Harrison Ford, uh, it's interesting to see how 
this series and Harrison Ford have kind of grown together over the years. Um, and I had not yet seen the newest film and hadn't rewatched Crystal Skull since theaters. So it was an interesting experience watching them all, the entire franchise, back to back in order to rank them and to get a new perspective in some instances of the newer of the films. Uh, it was a fun week of movie watching, I must say. We will get back to the show after this short message. Are you a true fan of the Ray Taylor show? Do you crave more content, more insight, more of everything that makes this show great? Then Inspired Disorder Plus is exactly what you need. For only $5 a month, transform your listening and viewing experience into something extraordinary. No more waiting, no more ads. Enjoy the full week of episodes of The Ray Taylor Show in both audio and video formats, completely ad-free. But that's just the beginning. You'll get access to early access to the Many Faces series, dive into extensive live painting archives. You also get to enjoy deals and discounts only available to our members. The perks don't just stop there. Delve into the expansive back catalog of over 14 shows with 618 episodes. Get personal with Ray Taylor through his blog, through my blog. Expand your horizons with my creative writing section and participate in the AMA sessions where your questions bring to life our community. Ready to step up your game? Visit inspireddisorder.com slash plus and join our exclusive club. It's not just content, it's an experience. See you on the plus side. Now let's get back to the show. So let's get it started with my top five. Obviously, there's only five movies in this franchise. Every single movie will make this list. But the important part is where each movie is ranked. And this may be one of the most controversial. No, it's not going to be that controversial. This may be actually the most uncontroversial episode of top five that I've done. Uh, but we'll see. You never know. Let's get it started regardless with my least favorite of the franchise, the movie that I like the least. It is here at number five, the lowest it could possibly go. And this is a movie that was not a first time watch that takes off one of these movies from this being it. Uh, this was not the fifth film in the franchise that was made, but is the fifth film in my list of enjoyment. And that movie coming in number five is... Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's the fourth film in the Indiana Jones franchise, the series. It came out in 2008, directed by Steven Spielberg, very sadly, produced by George Lucas. Don't really care. The film continues the adventures of iconic archaeologist and adventurer Dr. Henry Indiana Jones Jr. This installment came nearly two decades after the previous film, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which came out in 89. The feature, this movie features a mix of returning characters and new faces. Uh, of course, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, you have Kate Blanchett as Arena Spalco, 
a Soviet agent leading the search for the Crystal Skull. You have Shia LaBeouf as Mutt Williams, a young man who becomes Indy's sidekick. You also have Karen Allen reprising her role as Marion Ravenwood, Indy's former love interest from the very first film. You also have Ray Winstone as George Mac McHale, Indy's old friend. You have John Hurt as Professor Harold Oxley, an old colleague of Indy's. You also have Jim Broadbent as Dean Charles Stanforth, a colleague of Indy's at the university. In this movie, set in 1957 during the, the Cold War, the story begins with Indiana Jones and his partner, Mac, narrowly escaping a confrontation with Soviet agents in Nevada. The Soviets, led by the ruthless Irina Spalkov, are searching for a mysterious artifact known as the Crystal Skull, believed to possess supernatural powers. Indiana is later approached by a young man named Mutt Williams, who tells him that he uh, that his old colleague, Dr. Professor Oxley, has been kidnapped after discovering the skull. Indy learns that Oxley had been looking for the mysterious city of Acheron, also known as El Dorado, and the skull is a key to the location. The adventure takes Indy and Mutt to Peru, where they encounter various challenges and enemies, including rival archaeologists and indigenous tribes. They discover that Marion Ravenwood, Indian's former, Indy's former flame, and Mutt's mother is also involved in the quest as the group tries to unravel the mystery of the crystal skull and the uh, and its con connection to an ancient alien civilization they are pursued by the soviets who seek to use the skull's power for their own purposes the themes and reception of this film indiana jones and the crystal skull incorporates elements of science fiction particularly the concepts of ancient astronauts into the adventure and historical mystery narrative typical of the series the film's use of cold war era politics as a backdrop reflects the change in global dynamics since the earlier films which were set in the 1930s against the rise of fascism uh, the film received a m mixed reviews from critics and fans while it was praised for its action sequence and visual effects. Some criticized its storyline and particularly the use of extraterrestrial elements and considered it a weaker entry in the series. Despite the mixed reception, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was a commercial success, showing that Indiana was uh, the franchise still held considerable appeal harrison ford's return to the iconic role was generally well re received as was the nostalgia associated with the character and the series for me the reason why this movie is so low has nothing to do with the alien aspect of it i think that's fine i mean the aliens are at least more possible and plausible than the fact that earlier movies in the franchise posit christianity and god and jesus and all that stuff are real uh so if if that fictional world can be considered real in this franchise then the thought of aliens existing is far more believable 
The issues I have with this movie are primarily due to how cheesy it is, how goofy it is. This is very goofy, very pulpy. I actually don't mind Shia LaBeouf as much, but I don't like his, I think his hair is uh, way too perfect all the time. Uh, what he's given to do isn't that great. Uh, it's just way too cheesy. It's the cheesiest of them all. Goes. It's it's basically it goes from being very pulpy, which the other movies are have that in spades, and this movie does as well. But it blurs the line from or crosses the line from pulpy to just cartoonish this movie was cartoonish in a way that i didn't like the whole opening with him getting in the lead lined refrigerator to survive a nuclear blast that's a cartoon that is like a roadrunner cartoon that is not an indiana jones film so for those reasons it is my least favorite uh, of the franchise didn't mind the extraterrestrial stuff that wasn't the issue the comedy the cartoonish nature that was my issue moving on to my fourth favorite indiana jones film in the franchise this movie was uh i didn't know going in this of course was the first time watch and uh you probably know what it is what it should be Coming in at number four is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. This came out this year, 2023, uh, and it's the fifth film and f hopefully final installment in the Indiana Jones fr franchise. This one was directed by James Mangold and was co uh, and who co-wrote the screenplay with David Cope. Cope uh, and uh, the writing team of Jez and John Henry Butterworth. The film is a sequel to Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The installment is particularly notable as it is the only film in the series neither directed by Steven Spielberg nor conceived by George Lucas, though both serve as executive producers of the film. In the cast of this film, of course, Harrison Ford returns as Indiana Jones. You have John Rice davies reprising his role as Sala, you have Karen Allen returns as Marion Ravenwood. You have new cast members, including Phoebe Walker-Bridge, uh, Waller-Bridge, I should say, as uh, or you have Phoebe Waller-Bridge. You have Antonio Banderas, Toby Jones, Boyd Holbrook, uh, Ethan is Isidore, and Mads Mikkelsen. All new characters in this movie. Uh, which this movie is set in 1969. The film follows Indiana Jones and his estranged goddaughter, Helena, as they race against time to prevent Jürgen Voller, a Nazi-turned-NASA scientist, from using a powerful artif artifact, the Dial of uh, Archimedes, the, uh, to alter the outcome of World War II. The story begins in 1944 with... Nazis capturing Indiana Jones and Basil Shaw in the French Alps as they attempt to retrieve the Lance of Longinus. Volder, working for the Nazis, discovers half of Archimedes' dial captured, uh, capable of revealing time fissures uh, for potential time travel. Uh, 25 years later, Indy, now retiring or 
yeah, now retiring from Hunter College in New York City and dealing with personal tragedies, including the death of his son Mutt in the Vietnam War and his separation from Marion, finds himself thrust back into an adventure. He and Helena must navigate a world of intrigue, espionage, and danger, including a harrowing journey that takes them from New York to Greece and Sicily. Uh, themes and influences on this film. The film explores themes of age, time, and the family relationships. Mangold emphasizes Indy's age as a crucial aspect of the story, intending to portray him as a hero at sunset, facing a world that has dramatically changed since he has er, since his early adventures. The film contrasts the black and white morality of the 1940s with the nuanced gray world of the 1960s, influenced by the Cold War the space race and shifting geographical landscapes, uh, geopolitical landscapes, I should say. Uh, the cinematic style of this film, Mangold drawing comparisons to his work on Logan, aims aimed to present a classical hero through the prism of contemporary attitudes. The film starts, uh, starts with classic Indiana Jones action set in the 1940s, transitioning to the more complex and morality and big morally ambiguous world of the 1960s. The stylistic choices choice reflects the evolution of both the character and the historical context in which he operates. The Dial of Destiny presents Indiana Jones confronting not only physical challenges, but also existential ones as he navigates a world where ideal idealism seems lost and heroes like him struggle to find their place. The film is a culmination of Indiana Jones's journey, offering a final adventure that seeks to honor the character's legacy while addressing the realities of his age and the changing world around him. Uh, for me, I really did enjoy this. The opening has some of the best de-aging I've ever seen in a movie, and still uh, the fact that it is old man, Indi old man Harrison Ford doing the lines didn't fit. Uh, and there were definitely a lot of moments where it was clearly a digital face, but still a lot of fun. And interesting to see that technology progress. Uh, it wasn't as cheesy as the one before. The end of this film I wish had changed a little bit. I wish he had stayed in the past. Would have been amazing and a great end for him to just be part of history instead of discovering it. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, that's why Dial of Destiny... Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is coming here at number four, my fourth favorite film in the Indiana Jones franchise. Moving on to my third favorite Indiana Jones film. This is a movie that in my rewatch, all three of these, my top three are rewatches, multiple, multiple rewatches. This was the most fun I had watching this movie ever, I think, maybe since as a child. Uh, I was just really in the vibe and really f understood what this movie was trying to do, despite its problematic aspects. But coming in at number three, which was higher up on my list, and uh, it was tough kind of ordering these three. But 
uh, I decided to come in on number three being Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, this is the second movie in the series. Came out in 84, directed by Steven Spielberg, and is a prequel to the 1981 film Raiders of the Lost Ark. Takes a darker tone, but still very pulpy that, uh, than its predecessor did. The film is noted for its high-energy action sequences and its role in uh, leading to the creation of the PG-13 rating. Uh, in the United States due to its level of violence and dark themes. Uh, you have, of course, Harrison Ford, as always, as Indiana Jones. You have Kate, Kate Capshaw as Willie Scott, a nightclub singer and Indy's love interest and one of the most annoying female characters in any movie. You have Kihui Kwan uh, as Short Round, Indy's young sidekick. You also have Amrish Puri as Mala Ram, the film's primary antagonist, a thuggy cult leader. Uh, in this film, set in 1935, a year before the events of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the story begins with Indiana Jones escaping a Shanghai nightclub after a deal gone awry. He, along with the nightclub singer Willie Scott and his young sidekick Short Round, end up in uh, India. There, they are asked to... Uh, they're asked the desperate they are there there they are asked by desperate villagers to retrieve a mystical stone that has stolen that was stolen from them according to the villagers the stone's theft has brought disaster to their community indiana agrees to help and discover and discovers that the stones were stolen by a secretive cult residing in the ancient uh Pankot Palace. As Indy investigates, he uncovers the cult's horrific practices, indulging in human sacrifice and child slavery, tied to the recovery of this mystical uh, Sakara stones. The film's climax sees Indiana Jones uh, confronting the evil Mola Ram, battling to stop the thuggy cult and save the children enslaved by the cultists. The story is packed with intense action sequences, including a dramatic mine cart chase and a fight on a rope bridge. Themes and uh, the reception of this film, The Temple of Doom, is often noted for its darker tone compared to other Indiana Jones films with elements of horror and more overly supernatural themes. Not really. Uh, different. They're not religious based. They're not Christian religious based supernatural themes. The film's depiction of Indi uh, Indian culture and its use of dark and violent imagery st stirred some controversy and criticism. Definitely don't hold up. Despite this, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was a commercial success and is fondly remembered by many fans for its adventurous spirit and memorable action sequences. Harrison Ford's portrayal of the iconic character continued to solidify Indiana Jones as a major figure in cinema. The films played a significant role in the creation of the PG-13 rating by the Motion Picture Association of America. At the time of its release, the intensity of certain scenes in the movie deemed too strong for a PG rating, but not severe enough for an R rating, highlighted the need for an intermediate rating between the two, uh, leading to the established uh, the establishment of the PG-13 shortly afterwards. Uh, 
this movie is super pulpy. Everybody is a massive caricature. And not so much to be cartoonish. Like, the nightclub singer is the biggest caricature of an annoying woman. Indiana Jones, biggest caricature of a hero archaeologist. Short Round, biggest caricature of a child sidekick. The location and people sadly depict India in a very negative and unreal and unflattering way and is very unrealistic. However, if this were just a ultimate fiction thing and you look at these things as caricatures that weren't necessarily actual India and, and things. And it was just like, uh, whatever. If you take it past reality and just think of it as a pulpy adventure, this movie is so much fun and is so wacky and so crazy. And again, the mind chase, the cart mind chase is great. The, bridge the rope bridge scene is great um there are some great short round is great there are some great aspects to this movie and i wanted it higher but it, it's here at number three coming in number three is indiana jones and the temple of doom let's take a brief interlude from our episode today hey art aficionados and those who cherish a splash of creativity in their lives I want to introduce you to something extraordinary. The Many Faces is a series that captured my heart, and I bet it will capture yours too. These aren't just paintings. They are stories told through the medium of ink on paper, each depicting an abstract, surreal face, which has its own unique essence. The artist, me, behind the series, pours my heart and soul into creating each new masterpiece every single day. And the best part, you can own one of these enchanting pieces with a price starting at just $20. That's for a 4 by 6 inch painting and their sizes and a story for everyone. Envision an original artwork from the many faces bringing a touch of mystery and emotion to your own space. If this sparks your curiosity, don't hesitate. Explore the full collection over at InspiredDisorder.com and find the piece that resonates with you. Now, let's dive back into the heart of our show. Moving on to my second favorite Indiana Jones film. We are in the top two. My top two favorites. It's, you know... It's a toss-up. I, I would imagine most people would have one of these two at the number one. Uh, but for me, I had to go with my heart. And my second favorite Indiana Jones film is Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is the first film. came out in 81, directed by Steven Spielberg. First movie in the franchise. Introduction to the iconic Indiana Jones you know, conceived by George Lucas and written by Lawrence Kasdan. The film is set in the late 1930s and introduces audiences to the thrilling es escapades of an archaeologist and adventurer, Dr. Jones, Indiana Jones Jr. Uh, 
this, of course, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. You have Karen Allen as Marion Ravenwood, Indy's former love interest and the daughter of his mentor. You also have Paul Freeman as Dr. Rene Bollock, Indy's French archaeologist rival. You have Ronald Lacey as Major Arnold Tott, a sinister uh, Gestapo agent. You have John Rice Davies as Sala, Indy's uh, uh, affable Egyptian friend. You have Denholm Elliott as Dr. Marcus Brody, a museum curator and Indy's friend. In this movie, set in 1936, the story follows Indiana Jones, who is tasked by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. The Ark is believed to make an army of uh, make an army invincible to due to its direct line to God, which is an aspect of these movies. I'm not a bit, and especially the, my top two, the the fact that they try to posit that like g- the Christian God is real is uh, kind of a bummer, <laughs> and kind of the reason why I almost had number two at the top spot. Uh, but Ark of the Covenant direct line of god's power blah 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 the adventure takes indy to nepal and egypt reuniting him with his former lover marion ravenwood and pitting him against his nemesis renee belloc who is working with the nazis the film is packed with iconic action sequences including a memorable scene where indy faces off against a skilled swordsman with a trademark whip uh, with his trademark whip, I should say, Raiders of the Lost Ark is known for its fast-paced plot, uh, spectacular, uh, spectacular action sequences, and blend of humor, romance, and suspense. The film concludes with a dramatic sequence involving the opening of the Ark, which brings a, about divine retribution on the Nazis and Belloc. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was lauded for receiving the... Adv- uh, reviving i should say the adventure genre and it pays homage to the series uh the serials i should say it pays homage to the serials of the 1930s and 40s harrison ford's portrayal of indiana jones was uh, immediately iconic blending rugged charm with intelligence and a dash of roguish bravado the film was a massive commercial and critical success. It won numerous awards, including Academy Award in technical uh, categories and a Special Achievement Award for sound effects editing. John Williams' score also received critical acclaim. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark had a significant cultural impact, influencing numerous films and inspiring a generation of adventure-themed media. The character of Indiana Jones became one of the most recognizable and beloved characters in cinema history, with the fedora and whip becoming synonymous with the adventure. The film's blend of action, archaeology, mythology continues to uh, resonate with audiences and holds a special place in the pantheon of American cinema. Uh, this is a great movie, a classic, really kind of, I really like the raw kind of uh, rugged, grounded kind of look of it. Um, and it's just a lot of fun, a great adventure. I love this movie, but it's not the movie that connected with me the most. Uh, it's not my favorite of the the franchise but it is here at number two my second favorite indiana jones film is raiders of the lost ark
Moving on to my favorite Indiana Jones film of all time. My number one favorite is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. This is the third film in the series. Came out in 1989. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Produced by George Lucas. Uh, this film combines the high adventure uh, characteristics of the series with a more personal story uh, for the title character himself. Of course, we have a great cast in this one. Harrison Ford uh, as uh, Indiana Jones, the daring archaeologist and adventurer. We also have Sean Connery as Professor Henry Jones Sr., Indiana's father who has spent his life studying the Holy Grail, another aspect of this movie that posits Christian reality is Christian religion is somehow historical accuracy, uh, uh, blasphemy. Uh, you also have Allison Duty as Dr. Elsa Schneider, an Austrian art professor who becomes involved in the quest. You have... Denholm Elliott as Dr. Marcus Brody, a museum curator and friends of the Joneses. John Rice Davies as Salah, India's jovial Egyptian friend. You have Julian Glover as Jolt Walton Donovan, a wealthy American businessman seeking the grail for his own gain. In this movie, the story begins in 1912 with a young Indiana Jones giving insight into his early adventures and the origins of his fear of snakes and his iconic fedora the narrative then jumps to 1938 where indy is inf uh, informed that his father henry jones senior has gone missing while searching for the holy grail a legendary artifact uh, said to grant eternal life Indiana sets out to find his father and the Grail, leading him to Venice, Italy, where he meets Dr. Elsa Schneider. Together, they uncover clues that lead them to the Grail's location. The quest becomes more complicated when it's revealed that Elsa is working with the Nazis, after all, who are also seeking the Grail. Indiana rescues his father from a Nazi-held castle and... Together, they journey to the Temple of the Sun in the Middle Eastern Desert where the Grail is believed to be hidden. The film culminates in a series of tests that reach to reach the Grail involving ancient traps and moral challenges. Uh, in this movie, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade adds depth to the Indiana Jones character by exploring his relationship with his father. The film delves into themes of faith, redemption, and the bond between father and son. The chemistry between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery is definitely a highlight of this movie, providing both comedic and heartfelt moments. The film... Uh, was well received by critics and audiences alike, praised for its action sequences, humor, and emotional depth. It successfully blends the adventurous spirit of the first film with the more character-driven storyline. Uh, like its predecessor, it features impressive set pieces, thrilling action, and John Williams' memorable score. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was a commercial success and received several Academy Award nominations, including Best Sound Editing. The film is often considered one of the best in the Indiana Jones series, offering a satisfying blend of adventure and character development. Uh, it's a fitting uh, continuation of the Indiana Jones legacy, further cementing the series 
place in cinematic history and in my opinion should have been the final film in the series we didn't need any more it was a great way to wrap it all up uh but yeah i love sean connery in this movie despite the fact that this movie and raiders of the lost ark both uh try to make the christian religion a real thing is a bummer uh you know but as a pulpy adventure film I enjoy both of them and love this one even more. I really do like the chemistry between uh, Harrison Ford and uh, Sean Connery. It's really great. Great, fun adventure as well. And uh, even the test that he has to complete to get to the Grail, they're fine as well. Some great moments, some kind of callbacky uh, action moments instead of somebody being torn up by a propeller blade of a plane somebody gets torn up from a propeller blade of a boat uh it's great i i really enjoy it it's such a fun movie um and in my opinion the best but that's because it's my favorite i i can see i can see an argument for other movies being number one as well but for me coming in number one my favorite indiana jones film is indiana jones and the last crusade uh, of course, no honorable mentions because that's it, and I hope that's it. I hope they stop making these movies, uh, especially with Harrison Ford. He is too old. He's too old. Let the man rest. I love the guy, but let the man rest. He is not an adventure guy anymore. I really don't want to see de-aged Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford. If anything, reboot the whole thing cast somebody as new indiana jones please do not cast uh the guardians of the galaxy guy the parks and rec guy i'm tired of seeing him in these types of roles you know who i would love to see in the harrison ford to take over for harrison ford in the indiana jones films is josh hartnett Josh Hartnett is having a resurgence in not only Black Mirror, but also in Oppenheimer. And I got to say, Josh Hartnett looks like a Harrison Ford type. He has that that classic American bone structure of a guy. And I would love to see him as Indiana Jones. He's not too old. He's probably older than Harrison Ford was when this franchise started, when the series started, but that's fine. I would love, if they are going to do more of these, make Josh Hartnett the Indiana Jones character. And please, please, please maintain the pulpiness of the first three films. Don't make it, don't make it cartoonish like Crystal Skull. I i'm fine with more alien stuff or whatever feel free to move past christianity as the uh, a viable and realistic thing in this world but i would love to see if they're going to do it i think josh hartnett would be great if i was going to cast somebody uh in this role and i don't know if josh hartnett could pull off like a the same type of 
comedy and charm as Harrison Ford, but I'd love to see him try. I think he's got the look that works. So that's my that's my two cents as far as that they're going to keep this franchise going, which I just don't think they should. I, I, they should just hire people to start new franchises, to, to write new original stuff. Stop regurgitating this stuff. But I know they're not. They're going to keep making these, uh, although I don't know how well the last one did. Uh, but let me recap my list, and we will get out of here, shall we? This is my top five Indiana Jones films ranked. Starting off with number five is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the... Mm. I was just like, I, I got to stumble, right? I'm right at the end. Right at the end, and I got to stumble. This is my top five Indiana Jones movies ranked. Starting off with number five is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Number four is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Number three is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Number two is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And number one, my favorite movie of the Indiana Jones franchise of all time is Indiana Jones and the Last crusade i want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode of top five from the ray taylor show i do hope you enjoyed my rankings and analysis of my top five indiana jones movies ranked i would love to hear how you would rank them please let me know don't be angry when you let me know nobody's wrong in this situation but i would love to know what your favorite movies how you would rank them i mean in this franchise and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder where everything's available in video format and don't forget to tune in next sunday for an all-new episode see you again next week for more top five subscribe to the ray taylor show on youtube and everywhere podcasts are found binge the full week ad free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus purchase ray taylor show merch over at inspireddisorder.com have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.